T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. All right, we get it uh, 6.30 kick down at Reeser Stadium on the Pac-12 Network. The battle of unbeatens in conference play. Number seven, USC hits the road and takes on Oregon State for a preview. We head on down to L.A. Antonio Morales covers uh, USC for the Athletic and is kind enough to join us now. Antonio, how you doing today, man? Good, man. This uh, start of the season has been... You know, fun to watch the Pac-12 as a whole, and you know, USC is exciting to watch. So, uh, just enjoying the start of the season so far. Boy, you you say USC has been exciting to watch so far. I mean, I think everybody expected Lincoln Riley's offense to have some fireworks when he got uh, to LA. Are Are you surprised though with how quickly this team has turned not just into good but efficient on that offensive side of the ball? Yeah, because these are all players who haven't played together before. Caleb Williams has played with Mario Williams, but he hasn't thrown to Jordan Addison until, and uh, Travis Dye hasn't played with Thomas line and Austin Jones uh, hasn't either. Um, and they all, they're so kind of ruthless on offense right now, just how efficient they are and how um, electric they've been. And uh, they've, they've done it in different ways. And, the Stanford game, it was more about these big plays. It's kind of like a breathtaking first half where they didn't have a, a third down attempt until there was like 50 seconds left in, in the in the second quarter. Um, and so they won that way. And then Fresno State was more methodical and um, beating up the Bulldogs on the ground and rushing for 200-something yards. Um, so it's, it's been interesting to see how how early they've they've clicked and – you know, the different ways that they can do it. Yeah. Antonio, before we're going to get into the uh, matchup with Oregon State, uh, just how different, not just the, the, the team and the, and the roster and, the, and how the, the makeup of the team, but stylistically the, I don't know, the aura, the feeling, the vibes around this university right now. Because, I'll, I'll, I'll be honest, I'm a USC guy. I mean, I, I, it's, that's, that's the program I've grown up with, and that's, you know, I, I grew up rooting for and. For me, from the outside looking in, 
I this this reminds me of of 2004 2005 the way that the program looks from the outside is that and I know it's different from Lincoln to to Pete but is that something that exists now is it is that feeling back in LA a little bit I think they're they're slowly trying to build toward that it's going to be difficult to ever kind of recapture that there's the NFL it's back in Los Angeles now with two teams and including the Super Bowl champion there's uh, the Dodgers, who are a juggernaut in, in Major League Baseball, and they, they weren't that when USC kind of captured the city uh, back in the mid-2000s. Um, Lakers have LeBron and Anthony Davis, so they're always going to have their share of the attention. So it, it's a different kind of sports landscape in L.A., but you know the fans are united. The fan base is united behind the coach again, and I think that's the first thing. That's the first time that's happened since Pete was here at USC where, you know, there's full faith in the coach uh, and everyone's united behind him because Lane was really young and probably immature, too immature for this job. And uh, I think they wanted to go a different direction with the Sarkeesian search. And then uh, Clay Helton was never truly accepted. So I think this is the first time since Pete, this fan base is all united behind one coach. We're talking with Antonio Morales. He covers USC for the Athletic. The Trojans coming up to take on Oregon State, a battle of unbeatens, 6.30 in Corvallis on Saturday night. Uh, how are the uh, Trojans health-wise heading into this one? Because, you know, the on both fronts, the offensive and defensive lines, that was a big question on depth heading into the year. Uh, through the first three games of the season, they seem to be holding up pretty well. Is, is health a concern heading up north? I think last week there was concern about the left tackle uh, spot. Cortland Ford, I think he tweaked his right ankle against Stanford, and he didn't play last week against uh, Fresno State. And he was rotating throughout the first two games with with Bobby Haskins, the Virginia transfer. Uh, Haskins played, but it looked like he banged up his left shoulder multiple times Mm -hmm. during the game. And he had to come out in one instance and – uh, USC had to put in their basically third team left tackle, Mason Murphy, and he got beat twice on the same play. Uh, the initial time, the Fresno State defensive end got pressure. Caleb Williams evaded it, and then you know, Mason Murphy was turned around, and then um, he got back to the defensive lineman, and the defensive lineman beat him again and got to, got to Caleb Williams again. So that was a kind of ominous first rep, even though I think he does have potential. Um USC did not kind of want to go to him as, you know, a left tackle that has to play in meaningful minutes. But it seems like Haskins and Ford are both healthy um, this week. Lincoln Riley said they're both full participants. I think the only guy who might be out is Romello Height, um, who didn't play against Fresno State, and he missed about three quarters of the game against Stanford with a right shoulder injury, and he's been the rush end. He was a starting rush end for USC, but Solomon Bird's coming and has played well in his absence. Uh, the storylines for, for this game between Oregon State and USC are very much, can Oregon State run the ball, keep USC's offense off the field? But one of the things that I'm looking at for from the USC, the chance Nolan at Oregon State has done really well in, in working off play action and hitting big plays, and mm-hmm. that's kind of what made has made Oregon State back relevant again is they have an identity of pound 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 but hits you over the top what's been interesting to watch from usc is their bend don't break defense uh they've gotten gashed by runs 
by basically everybody, but they've been up enough. Does USC have enough up front to sustain against a team that's going to probably present a few more problems? Uh, you talked about Tui Pelotu and Solomon Bird on the on the pass rush. They've been tremendous already. Um, that hasn't really been USC's problem. It's been the ability to not only stop runs between the tackles, but those outside zones and, and hitting those sideline big 20-yarders. Uh, what's kind of the feeling as far as how they're going to hang up against the Beavs? Yeah, we saw we saw the Beavers expose and exploit that defensive line last year. And it's a lot of the same characters. Uh, the linebackers have changed. I think the linebacker play has improved at USC this season with they brought in Arizona State transfer Eric Gentry and uh, Alabama transfer Shane Lee, but the defensive line is still an issue. Uh, it's undersized, doesn't have a lot of depth, and they kind of lack talent outside of two Pelotu and a couple other guys up front. And um, I think Jonathan Smith is a good enough coach to scheme around one disruptive player. Um, so I think I think that's going to be an issue. And um, these teams, that's what, that's why I think the coin toss is really a fascinating part of every USC game now because uh, they've gotten the ball twice in these first three games and they've scored and they, they haven't trailed yet. So no team has really been able to dictate the pace. Stanford won the coin toss and they got the ball first to try to get that early lead and they turned it over. Um, so I kind of want to see what Oregon State does this week. If they win the coin toss, are they going to elect to get the ball and try to run it and control the pace, not let USC jump out to that early lead where they almost force you to get into a shootout with them. Um, that's something I'm interested in watching because I think they have the running game and the play-action game to make USC have to play catch-up. You know, one of the incredible parts, I mean, you mentioned that you know with Gentry and Lee coming over as transfers uh, to that linebacking core, one of the incredible parts of what SC is doing defensively is creating extra opportunities, leading the country in – in turnover margin, seven interceptions by the secondary. And look, it was I was really looking forward to seeing Stanford because I thought that if they could run the ball and they could kind of play that keep away um, from USC, they'd be in good shape. But two interceptions in the red zone, they got seven interceptions through the first three games this season. What has been the key to that uh, transformation of the Trojans' secondary being so opportunistic? I think it's been a mix of both. I think it's been a mix of two things. They've been opportunistic in terms of the Rice game. There's three picks or four picks, I think, and um, I, uh, several of those bounced off of a Rice tight ends or a Rice receivers' hands. And USC was in the right spot, at the right time, and they caught those and uh, they took them to the house. I think Stanford, they're more forced. Like Makai Blackman made a great play. Um, in the red zone on one of those, uh, you know, trademark Stanford jump balls that they throw. And um, then Eric Dentry, he kind of uh, affected the passing lane. This is a dude who has a, a seven-foot wingspan, a greater than seven-foot wingspan. He's a six-foot-six linebacker. You just don't see guys built like him. Um, he's six-foot-six, 200 pounds. He's, he's light, uh, but really long arms. And you see him the past two weeks, he's really – affected quarterbacks with his length in the passing in the passing lanes. Uh, Stanford, Tanner McKee had to throw a ball a little bit higher than he needed to and it bounced off the tight end's hands and into the USC defender's hands. Um, so I think it's been a, a mix of both, you know, skill and uh, and luck that have 
led to those turnovers. Um, and obviously them, this offense, I think, contributes to it uh, because this defense, they, they can just pin their ears back and uh, they know teams that have to pass the ball to keep up. And I, I think that feeds into it. When you look at this this USC team, again, the you kind of alluded to it there, their ability to pin their ears back and, and make plays. Has Lincoln Riley kind of addressed their their lack of um, ability or, or lack of test against ad- adversity so far and what that kind of means going into this week? No, not yet. I think they, I think Fresno State challenged them in some ways, which he was kind of glad to see a little. Um, USC just hadn't faced a ton of third downs or a ton of, they hadn't faced a, a fourth down attempt in the first two games of the season. They had to go three for three against Fresno State, and I think they went 9 of 15 combined on third and fourth down on Saturdays, and um, they just hadn't had a lot of third and longs or, or fourth downs, and Caleb Williams looked poised and in command uh, in those situations on Saturday, picking up picking up those first downs with his arms and his and his legs uh, in particular. Uh, he had um, an 11-yard gain on a fourth and one, and then another like five-yard gain on a fourth and one. Um, so I think that's been a way you know they were tested, and Fresno State just wasn't going to let them get the big play. Um, but we haven't seen them tested to where it's, you know, a whole a game that even goes into the second half and it's and it's pretty tight in the second half. They've been up by double by double digits at halftime pretty much all these games and with that offense they've been able to extend it into the third quarter. So uh, I think he's still waiting to kind of learn, you know, how this team will handle that. You know, something that is discussed a lot up here, um, I, want, I want to know if there's any even kind of inkling of it or if, if the players, coaches, they know about it down there. The last 22 years when a top 10 USC team has come up to Corvallis, it hasn't gone well. Uh, one in three since 2000 when USC has come up to Corvallis and played an a unranked uh, Oregon State team. Has that uh, kind of been discussed, or do the players even know about the, the past history of top 10 SC teams going to Corvegas? I don't think the players know. Um, I think it's very much on the mind of USC fans. <laughs> <laughs> I will tell you it They've been talking about it all week. Uh, and the one game they did win, when you think about it, is that Fog game, and yeah. that was kind of uh, one they had to, to eke out. Um, so it's been pretty difficult uh, for USC for ranked USC teams in Corvallis. Um, I think some of the USC players have more on their mind the game from last year to where Oregon State just ran all over them and yeah. pretty much embarrassed them and kind of took their will um, mm-hmm. in the Coliseum. And um, that, that was, I think that was one of the first signs. The Stanford game was bad for USC last year, but that was a sign there was there was massive trouble and. Uh, um, I, I think some players, Chili Chui Pelotzi even mentioned, he's like, yeah, like we're, we've thought about that this week, about what they did last year um, inside the Coliseum. So I think that game is going to be more of the ones um, they're thinking about this week. All right. This one's going to be for me and, and totally selfish. How much of the, the Heisman noise is creeping back in, into the McKay Center with, with the way Caleb Williams has started this season? Yeah, I, I think nationally he's getting a lot of attention. I don't think it's – I think people obviously thought, like, okay, he's going to be in the mix if USC has a good season. I think people were waiting to see, like, is their record going to be good enough? And I think now they're starting to talk themselves into, hey, maybe it's going to be a 10-2 and season or um, a Pac-12 title season. 
Um, I, I think the expectations at first were kind of a little tempered just because they didn't know, know really what to expect from this team that had a new coaching staff and new players. But I think now that they've seen the first three games, I think they're slowly creeping creeping back into that kind of form of trying to, you know, push that kind of talk. Antonio Morales, catch his work at The Athletic. Man, we always appreciate the time. Thank you so much for joining us. Oh, no problem. Thanks for having me, guess. There he is. You can uh, catch him on Twitter, at Antonio C. Morales on Twitter. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. 